This is Messages from the Middle, episode number 14, What is Love? In this episode, I talk about the direct link between your ability to love yourself and your ability to love the people in your life. Let's go. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello, and welcome to Messages from the Middle. I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. Uh, Right now, I am recording in my mom's house in Midway, Utah. So the sound might be a little bit different because I'm recording in a completely different place. But I hope that it sounds okay. I just really wanted to get this episode out to you. Just a reminder before I get started uh, to go ahead and leave me a rating and review on Apple or anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you could just share the message about this podcast, get the word out, that would be awesome. I'm so appreciative to all of you who have already reached out to me and let me know that you're listening and passed it along to other people. I'm really grateful for the feedback that I've received. And again, I'm open to answering any questions. So if anybody wants to leave me some questions, I can answer them right here. Or maybe you'd give me a really great idea for another podcast episode. So I'm going to start out by asking you a question. Is it possible to love others more than you love yourself? I'm guessing most of you want to say yes, that most of you believe that this is true, that when it comes to certain people, your kids, for example, you would say, I love my kids more than life itself. But here's the truth. You actually can't. This is a hard truth. For me, it's one of the hardest. I want to believe that self-loathing is okay. In fact, it's expected, but I love my people with everything in me until I realized this statement was true. In order to really love other people, I needed to love myself. This is my motivation to get to self-love and self-compassion. Learning to love me has been a goal over the past year. I still have a long way to go, My goal is to just get a little bit better every day. And while getting to self-love is work, I found that it's little steps each day that move the needle little by little. So let's get back to why you can't love others more than you love yourself in case you aren't buying into this concept yet. We have parents, children, spouses, partners, and friends. I don't question that we love these people. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that most people believe that they love these people in their life more than they love themselves. However, when it comes to love, it's our actions that demonstrate love, not our words. Love is a verb. Think about it. If you're living in self-hate, you're very likely exhibiting self-hatred behaviors, treating ourselves the way we would never treat another person. This can look like not taking care of your physical well-being with a poor diet, not exercise, not exercising or taking harmful substances into your bodies. 
or risky behaviors, or not taking care of your mental health and emotional health with negative self-talk, resisting emotions, no or poor boundaries, and living and feeling like a victim. Self-hate leads to self-destructive patterns of living like addiction, self-harm, and suicidal ideations. If you're living in self-hate, you may say and really believe that you love the people in your life, but the above behaviors show otherwise. Because what are you showing your loved ones? A person self-destructing and negatively impacting their lives in significant ways. Let's turn this around. Imagine someone in your life that loves you. However, they rarely show up for you. They have self-destructive tendencies, they self-deprecate, and always seem to be in a downward trajectory. They say they love you, but again, their actions show otherwise. Now think of a person who loves you and loves themselves. They show up. They're honest with you. They have healthy boundaries. They treat themselves and everyone around them with respect. They're spiritually grounded. They are mentally, emotionally, and physically fit. Their life is in balance. They aren't perfect because no one is, but they love themselves anyway. You know they love themselves. Therefore, you have no question in their ability to love you. If a parent is constantly demonstrating patterns of self-hate, complaining of their abilities, appearance, intelligence, etc., they risk not only teaching those patterns of self-hate to their loved ones, but also teach hating those exact personal traits in appearance, abilities, or personality likely inherited from their parents. Is teaching self-hate love? Or what do you want for your loved ones? By developing self-love, we are more better able to truly love those around us and teach them patterns of self-love, which sound a lot more like true love to me. It seriously hurt me to hear that my ability to love was directly related to how much I love myself. I fought this truth bomb. I felt that I loved my people deeper and more than anyone could possibly love anyone. I didn't want to accept this concept. Then I started to notice how this was true. This concept became excruciatingly clear when I started to rationalize that if I left this life, I would be doing my family a favor, some form of twisted love. However, this thought was clearly not love and putting my family through such pain and trauma is not loving. Then there's perfectionism. Perfectionism is not being perfect. It's putting up the perception of perfection. Another interesting thing about perfectionism is it doesn't stop with you. It bleeds out to the people in your life. Your children, friends, partner, family all need to keep up the perfect appearance. The pressure of not living the perfect life creates feelings of not enough and less than. That is an awful lot of pressure and potential hurt for the people you love. If we're able to love ourselves, then we are able to love people as they are. If you can love yourself as you are, give yourself grace and kindness when you know all of your own weaknesses and imperfections, then think of how effortless it will be to love people, give them grace, and show them kindness. So that's the work. How to love you. How to get to self-love. I'm not going to lie. This one feels like a gigantic mountain to climb. And if you're going to climb a mountain, you're going to need to develop some skills. 
We live in a world where loving yourself is not easy. Society and the media marketing make you feel insufficient and inadequate. You could even say that in a society that attempts to profit from self-doubt, loving yourself is a rebellious act. So I wrote a self-love manifesto, and I want to challenge you to do the same thing. So I'll explain the template that I used to write this manifesto. I looked at the ways to see and know the real me. I looked at what makes me feel loved, like think of the five love languages, and ways I could show myself love. This includes self-care and self-kindness, but also teaching myself that I'm capable of difficult things. Over the past six months, I've been focusing on strengthening myself in four categories. And as I worked on this self-love manifesto, I looked at these four categories to see how I was doing, to set goals and see how I was doing in each one. Those four categories are mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. To clarify, I'm going to define these four categories and help differentiate between especially emotional and mental health. Mental health, I like to think of as dealing with matters of the head. For good mental health, you want to consider how you're doing when it comes to your ability to think clearly, cope with the stress of life, working productively, and realizing your potential to work into it and contributing to your family and community. Here was my mental health checklist. Am I confident when faced with new situations? Am I optimistic? Do I always blame myself? Do I set goals? And do I have good daily habits? Emotional health deals with matters of the heart. Emotional health is having both an awareness of your emotions and ability to cope with and regulate those emotions and foster positive relationships. This is my mental health checklist. Am I able to identify and name my emotions? Am I able to process my emotions? Am I able to allow each emotion as they come up? Am I able to create and maintain positive relationships? And am I aware to and able to take care of my own emotional needs, like setting good boundaries? Putting spiritual health into a definition was a little bit complicated for me, but this is what I came up with. Spiritual health is the idea that we're all in this together, united by a power greater than us. Another definition that I love is connecting your inner and outer worlds to support you living into your values and purpose. Spirituality is different from religion. If you're religious, that's great. I definitely am. But I want you to consider, are you spiritual in your religion? It's worth considering that even if you are religious, your spiritual health might be lacking. Things to consider for spiritual health are... Do I have a sense of purpose in my life? Do I spend time alone in quiet and reflection? Do I take time to connect to my higher power? Do I have a clear sense of right and wrong and act accordingly? Do I have the ability to explain why I believe what I believe? Am I caring and acting for the welfare of others and the environment? And am I able to practice forgiveness and compassion in my life? Then there's physical health. To me, this is the simplest one to define. Physical health is the health of your physical body. There are many ways to check in on this from your doctor checkups, blood work, and physical abilities. This one is very personal. 
For some, a goal for their physical health might be running a marathon, but for others, it might be walking a mile. The key is to pay attention to how you feel physically and evaluate how you can do better and what you can change. So I can ask myself, how's my diet? Am I eating foods that fuel and nourish my body? Am I moving my body meaningfully every day? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I mindful about the substances that I take into my body? And this can even include monitoring your screen time. For my personal self-care manifesto, I looked at how I was doing in these categories and then made promises to myself, set goals, and made statements to work towards health in these four categories and building my own self-love. I created a PDF with items in this checklist so you can evaluate yourself and write your own self-care manifesto. If you write one, I'd love it if you would share it with me. You can post it on Instagram and tag me. I'm at child songbird or use the hashtag MFM self love manifesto. And you can DM me if you're not comfortable sharing it in public, but I'd love for you to just share it. It makes it more real when you speak it out loud or post it out loud and get it out there. It makes you more accountable when you share. I'll include the link to the PDF in the show notes, as well as having it in the bio on my Instagram. So here we go. My self-love manifesto. I know that to be a loving person, I need to love myself. The more I love me, the more I can love my family, friends, and all the people in my life. Because I know the importance of love, I make these promises to myself and challenge myself to be better every day. First, I will see myself as my heavenly parents and savior see me. I know that I'm a spiritual being on this earth for a limited time. I know that my physical body is a gift and I promise to take care of it. I also know that I am more than my physical body. I have a divine heritage and a divine purpose on this earth. I will spend time each day in prayer and meditation, connecting to that purpose and heritage and communicating with the God of my understanding. I will seek for truth while living in truth. I will live and be what I believe. I will strive to love myself the way God loves me. In 1 Corinthians, it gives a beautiful definition of what love is. To apply that love to myself, I will be patient with myself, be kind to myself, think loving thoughts about myself, trust myself, intuition, instinct, and guidance, not demand my own way, not get easily irritated, not speak cruelly to myself, not keep a record of my sins or wrongdoings, believe in myself, never lose faith in myself, hope and believe the best of myself, persevere for my own sake, and never give up on myself, never fail myself. I will assume the best in myself as I assume the best in others. I will be gracious with myself and avoid the pain of comparison and envy. I am me. I was given my own unique talents and skills. I will know that what is for me will not go by me. I will love my story and strive to write the story I want to live. I will know that I'm capable in new situations. I will know that I am lovable as I am. I'm not for everyone, but I am for the right people. I will seek for the good, the light, and the love. 
I will acknowledge the dark as part of my life and as part of who I am. I will know that to love me, I need to acknowledge and accept all of me. Without the darkness, I would not know light. I will move forward and continue to learn and grow. These practices will move me towards every day better. I have a daily gratitude practice. I speak words of love and gratitude to myself and others. Meditation and prayer are part of my every day. I offer a prayer of thanks each morning and night. I mindfully move my body for 30 minutes each day. I mindfully nourish my body. I focus on what I can do to move forward. I look for opportunities for fun and play. I take time to name and process my emotions. I allow emotions to live in my body without resistance. I will ensure that all of my actions come from a place of self-love and appreciation and not self-hate. Whether it be eating, sleeping, or exercising, I will rest when I need to, push forward when necessary, and I will learn the difference. I don't work out because I hate how I look. I work out because I love my body and appreciate the things it does for me. I want to see it reach its full potential. I am blessed to have loving people in my life who are there for me and want to help. I will notice and be aware of when I need to reach out for help, understanding that sometimes I can't do things by myself. I will also learn to depend on myself. I will learn to trust my own tuition and knowing. I will speak up when I know it's my responsibility to speak. There will be times only I will know how to best help myself or heal myself. Sometimes only I know what I need and only I can meet those needs. In these times, I will trust and support myself. I will have my own back. I may have to rescue myself. I may have to be the one to encourage myself. And I may have to be the one to force myself outside, outside of my home, or outside of myself. I will be the one to cheer myself up, to cheer myself on, or to calm myself down. I will comfort myself. I will learn how to quiet my own soul and to whom I can reach out to, to calm my soul. I will be strong for myself. I may resist having to do these things for myself and by myself sometimes, but I know I will be better for it. I will do all this for myself because I am worth it because I love me. I know that life will come with peaks and valleys. I will thrive during these peaks so I can survive and move through the valleys. With love, Wendy. As I read through that out loud, I recognized there was a lot of I, I, I. But I want you to think as you write your own that every time you talk about I, you are also talking about the things you can do for the people around you. As you improve your own self-love, as you improve your own mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being, you are improving the lives of the people that you love because you'll be able to show up as the real, healthy, and strong you. And again, think about the people in your life that you can see that they're healthy and strong in all of those categories and how much you know They love you and you can depend on them for everything. If you can be that person for yourself, that's really amazing. And that also means you can be that person for the people that you love. I hope you'll join me in this journey and the goal of increasing self-love and hopefully inspire others to do the same. 
by loving ourselves warts and all, we can better love those around us with their imperfections. We can have more patience and grace for ourselves and those around us and increasing our love for all. And couldn't we use more love in the world? Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. And I need you to know that you are loved and that you matter, no matter who you are or where you are in your story. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.